Welcome to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga, a teaching ministry where believers are trained to be established in the truth of God's Word. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.thepastormax.ng. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, thank you, Lord, because I'm anointed to teach. Thank you because your people are anointed to receive and together our faith is built up in the knowledge of the person of Jesus. I pray that light and understanding will come into your word for us and it will bring transformation in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Alright, so we'll continue with our teaching on the hearing of faith and we're looking at part 2. So, um, if you don't have the part 1, just make the request for it. The hearing of faith part 2. Let's go to Romans chapter 10. And start from Romans chapter 10 and verse 17. Romans chapter 10 and verse 17. It says, So faith comes from hearing and hearing by the word of Christ. So faith comes from hearing and hearing by the word of Christ. So one of the things we observe in that verse is the fact that faith comes. Faith comes. Okay, so faith comes by hearing. So there is only one method of getting faith. It is hearing the word of God. You know, most people feel that if they um, go through trials, if they go through challenges, if they go through hard time, then they will be strong in faith. No, the strength of faith is the word of God. Right? The strength of faith is the word of God because that's where the substance is. It is the word of God that produces the substance of our faith. Are you following this now? It's the word of God that produces the substance of our faith. Now, faith is perfected when the will of God is known. So, if I know God's will, then I can have faith for whatever that will is. Whether it's regarding healing, whether it's regarding finances, or whatever it is. So, but faith comes by hearing... And hearing by the word of God. So I want you to write this statement down. Hearing is key to faith or fear. Hearing is key to faith or fear. So whatever I hear is going to bring something with it. So it says faith comes from hearing or faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So when I hear God's word, it brings faith. It imparts faith. Right? So I'm hearing the word of God. I'm listening to the word of God. But whilst I'm listening to the word of God, something is coming with it. What's coming with it? Faith. So if I don't have time to hear the word of God, I don't have time to build faith. Am I right? Yeah. Because let's go to, some, let's go to Acts. Let me show you something. Acts 20. And let me show you something Paul said. Very good scripture. Acts chapter 20 and verse uh, 32. Look at this. Acts 20, 32. Look at this. It says, Now I commend you to God. Now look at this. And to the word of His grace, which is able to do what? To build you up. So what builds the believer up? The word. So we can see that when you hear the word of God, you are actually being built up. You know, a lot of people currently are... Are living in fear. And you wonder why the fear? 
You realize the scripture says that if you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. Praise God. Are you following this? If you fail in the day of adversity, your strength is small. It shows that it is not adversity that builds our faith. Rather, adversity reveals our faith. So, problems don't build faith. Problems do what? Reveal the the dimension of faith that we have. Like, if we look at the case of Peter, when... Uh, Peter was about, no, uh, the disciples were to cross to the other side. And then there was this whole um, crisis going on. What did Jesus say to them? He says, O ye of little faith. O ye of little faith. That crisis, their inability to cross to the other side, when the boat came, it didn't build their faith. It revealed their faith. So we don't build faith because we're going through hard times. Our faith is only revealed and tested by hard times. Are you following that? There's only one thing that builds faith. There's only one thing that is the source of faith. It is God's word. God's word is the eternal source of faith. Nothing else. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. Now, let's go, to, let's go back to... Okay, stay with me there in Acts chapter 20, verse 32. It says, And now I commend you to God... And through the word of his grace, which is able, has the capacity, has the ability to build you up and to give you the inheritance among all them that are sanctified. Now, if you go back to Romans chapter 10 verse 17, it says, So faith comes from hearing and hearing by the word of Christ or the word of God. So, when we put these two scriptures together, we realize something. That when I listen to the word or when i read the word or when i meditate the word i'm in the process of getting faith right and in that process of getting faith i'm also being built up that's why we cannot have faith in anything in the world our faith must be based on the word of christ hallelujah it must be eternally on the word of christ that's what gives substance to our faith glory to god so the report you believe would de- determine the manifestation you will get so faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of god so also fear comes by hearing and hearing by the words of the devil so for us as children of god what we hear is important. You know, sometimes people just say, well, I can listen to anything. I know how to save information. <laughs> You're not wiser than God. After a while, you realize that that information is saving you. You realize that that information is dominating you. It's imparting fear or faith to your heart. Do you realize this, that... Um, the children of Israel, when they were to fight Goliath, when Goliath was, was fighting the children of Israel, you know what the scripture says? It says he came out and spoke pompous words. He was speaking words daily to the children of Israel. What did the Bible tell us? It says, and they were afraid. They were afraid. You realize that? Fear came by hearing and hearing by the words of Goliath. As they kept listening to Goliath, as they kept listening... He was threatening them. He was saying, well, bring one man. Right? Bring one man. Bring one man. And and you realize when David came, what did David do? David didn't listen to him. 
So he realized all the army, what was the army doing? Every day they come, they march, they do all their stuff, and then they stand. They were not saying anything. They kept quiet. Right? And then they were listening to Goliath. Talk. They just kept quiet. You know some Christians are like that. I don't like talking. I'm a silent believer. But they keep listening to the devil. They keep listening to news. You realize that the words of Goliath imparted fear into their heart. And these guys who were... In fact, do you realize when, um, when Samuel came to anoint a king in the house of Jesse, he says when he saw David's brother, who he was, he was, he was mistaken. He almost... An, if the prophet of God almost anointed David's brother as king when he saw him. So it means this man must be well built. He's been in the army for days, for years. But these same guys were afraid. How did they become afraid? They were listening to the words of Goliath. It doesn't matter how trained you are in faith. If you start switching over and start listening to the words of the devil and start listening to what's going on all around there, fear is going to be impacted in your heart. But do you realize something? When David came, David did not listen to Goliath. He rather did what? Spoke to him. He didn't listen. And that's what we do with our faith. We don't, we don't just keep quiet and let the world do the talking. No, we speak back. We talk back. Mark 11, 23, 24. You shall have what you say. Glory to God. We don't just keep our ears and our life and our destiny down for all kinds of words to come into our life and destiny a thousand times. No. We, we speak God's word right back to the devil. We speak God's word right back to the circumstance. We don't listen to our body tell us how sick we are. We don't listen to our bank account tell us how broke we are. We don't listen to this whole thing going on out there to tell us how easy it is to get infected. We speak back to that thing. We rebuke it. We take authority over it. Because if we keep listening to the news, fear is going to get into our hearts. Praise the name of the Lord. And that's what believers don't know. You know, believers would rather listen to the devil and never say anything and call it wisdom. So you realize that when David got to the battleground, he, the first thing he said, he says, Who is this uncircumcised Philistine? Who is defying the armies of the living God? He says, I'll cut your neck for the beds of the air. Uh, in fact, the man started talking. He started talking. David ran to the giant with his mouth open. Never run to the giant with your mouth closed. Don't do all the listening. Do the talking also. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. It's like when Jesus went and saw that fig tree. The Bible says, and Jesus answered it and said. Jesus spoke back to the fig tree. Because you wouldn't answer someone if he wasn't talking to you. So when the circumstances of life wants to push you in a corner, well, you open your mouth and say something. But you shouldn't just say what comes out of your mouth. What should you say? The word of God. You speak the word back. And if you put the word of God right in your spirit over the years, it will come out naturally. You know, you realize something, that if you've built your faith in the word of God, certain things don't just make you afraid. It's almost like the capacity to fear has been demobilized. It's not, it's not functioning. You, you are rather just calm. And where's that calm coming from? It's coming from what? The word of God. Hallelujah. So, the report you believe will determine the manifestation you will get. 
Many times, we, look at this carefully now, many times, we do not choose our manifestation. We make the choice of what to believe, and what we believe will determine our manifestation. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Come on, are you still here? Alright, let's go to Mark chapter 5. Mark chapter 5. Glory to God. Glory to God. Mark chapter 5. And let's look at verse 21. Mark 5, 21. Mark chapter 5, verse 21. Praise God. Mark 5, 21. Let's look at this now. When Jesus had crossed over again in the boat to the other side, a large crowd gathered around him, and so he stayed by the seashore. Now follow this. One of the synagogue officials named Jairus came up and on seeing him fell at his feet and employed him earnestly saying, look at Jairus' request, my little daughter is at the point of death. Please come, look at this, and lay your hands on her so she will get well and leave. Look at the request of of, of Jairus. It says, come, Lay your hands on her so that she will get well and do what? And leave. Look at his request. Look at his expectation. So, listen, and you need to follow this carefully now. What was the expectation of Jairus after Jesus had come to lay hands on the girl? That the girl would do what? Will leave. Will get well and would leave. Okay. Keep that request. Keep that expectation in your heart as we read. And employed, uh, verse 24, and, we, and he went off with him. And a large crowd was following him and pressing in, in, in on him. A woman who had hemorrhage for 12 years and had endured much at the hands of many physicians, I dealt with this in the part one, and had spent all that she had and was not helped at all, but rather had grown worse. So the fact that we have access to the best medical facilities in the world doesn't necessarily equal healing. This woman spent all she had. In the hands of many physicians. But what was the end result of that? The Bible says she grew worse. She didn't get better. She grew worse. Okay. Now let's go on now. Verse, verse, verse 27. Look at this. Look at verse 27. After doing what? Hearing about Jesus. She came up in the crowd behind him and touched his cloak. So when this woman with the issue of blood for 12 years, was hearing about Jesus, what was happening to her? Faith was coming. Now, if you read the next verse, look at this. For she thought, now Luke used the word, she thought. If I just touch his garment, I will get well. Now, when you read that, you see that she was thinking. But let's go to Matthew. Let's see how Matthew puts it. Matthew 9.21, quickly. Thank you, Lord Jesus. She heard about Jesus. So this woman's life got better when she started hearing about Jesus. Because as she was hearing about Jesus, what was coming into her heart? Faith. Faith. Matthew 9, 21. For she was doing what? Saying to herself. So, Mac uses the word, she thought to herself. But Matthew uses the word, she was doing what? Saying to herself. So you realize what was happening there? The scripture says, we believe, therefore we speak. So she kept hearing about Jesus. And 
as she was hearing about Jesus, she was also saying something. Can you see the process of faith? So, how does faith work? Faith works by us hearing. And we release our faith by speaking. We hear and then we speak. We hear and then we speak. So, she heard about Jesus. She heard about the healing power of Jesus. She heard about the things that Jesus had been doing. She heard about how Jesus had gone all, you know, healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Doing good. He went about because of the anointing. And then she served for she was saying to herself. She was speaking to herself. So, the conversations you have with yourself are either conversations of faith or fear. But this woman had a conversation of faith with herself. So she said, if I can only touch his garments, what's going to happen? I'll get well. I'll get well. Now, you realize, I'm going somewhere, listen very carefully to this. We're talking about the hearing of faith. You realize that when Jairus came, he said to Jesus, come and touch my child, lay your hands on my child, so that she will get well and live. That's what Jairus said. That was his expectation. That was his request. This woman didn't say that. This woman said, if I touch the hem of his garment, I'll be made whole. What, what do we get from that? The power in Jesus and his word is constant. You choose how you want to get well. They made their choice. This woman didn't even talk to Jesus. Are you following what I'm saying? You know, there are some people that say, well, until you carry me to this city, until this man of God lay hands on me, this disease will not go well. And some others will just say, you know what? If I'm going to church this morning, I mean, I, I mean, if I get to church this morning and I just hear the word of God, I'll get well. Some people will even say, well, if I'm just watching the man of God, I'll get well. And people, people just get healed based on their level of expectation and their level of their desire. And some others will just say, you know what? I'm going to get healing scriptures. I'll stay on the word of God and I'll get well. Which is good. Because the word of God will always work. Hallelujah. Now, look at this. Let's read on. Go back to Mark chapter 5. After hearing about Jesus. So I want you to observe the hearing of faith. She heard about Jesus. That's the first step of faith. The first step of faith is the fact that we start from hearing. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You cannot have faith if you have not heard. And this whole book is God speaking to us. The Bible is God's word to us. So when we make up our mind to hear the word, what happens? Faith comes into our heart. Glory to God. Let's go on now. For she thought if I just touch his garment, I'll get well. 29. Immediately... The flow of her blood was dried up. And she felt in her body that she was healed of her affliction. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Verse 30. Immediately, Jesus perceiving in himself that the power proceeding from him had gone forth, turned around in the crowd and said, who touched my garment? I like this. It tells us that we can, by our faith, take a hold of God's power into our life. You know, I've heard many people say, well, you know, faith is not for material things. Faith is just for salvation. Faith is for who we are in Christ. Are you kidding me? The Bible says Jesus felt power left him. And this woman got whole. This was the same woman 
who's been trying to get healed for 12 years in the hands of many physicians. This is physical. She took a hold of God's power. And what the doctors could not do in 12 years, she got a hold of in one moment when she touched, not Jesus, the hem of his garment. Praise God. And so, so what does that tell me? We can take a hold of the power of God from the pages of scripture and transfer that power into our physical bodies and get our bodies healed and get our finances healed and get our families healed and get our nations healed. It's faith in God that produces the power. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Faith in God is what produces the power. So she got faith in God. She tossed the hem of his garment and she was healed of affliction. I like this. And look at what the disciples says. And his disciples said to him, You see the crowd pressing in on you, and you say, Who touched me? You know, if Jesus was, was not Jesus, I'm sure some, one of the disciples would have just slapped him. What kind of question is that? Look at what the disciples said to him, You see the crowd pressing on you, and you are saying, Who touched me? It's like, What kind of foolish question is that? But what does it tell us? The fact that the crowd was pressing on Jesus did not mean they released their faith for healing. Have you heard people say that? I've been going to church many years and this my situation is still the same. You come to church doesn't mean you've released your faith for healing. There are many people touching Jesus. In fact, the disciple says many people are pressing on you. But they didn't release their faith. So, you cannot receive anything from God if your faith is not released. Praise the name of the Lord. Come on, are you still with me? I was talking, I was talking with someone the other day, and we was talking about giving and, 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 and just sowing some financial seeds. And I said, he said, well, I, I've, I've had this thing well in my bank for a long time. He's talking about the money in the bank account. I said, I said you know what? A seed that is not planted does not yield harvest. It's the same thing with your faith. It's the same thing with your faith. If your faith is not released, It cannot bring results. You have to release your faith. Are are you following what I'm saying now? You have to release your faith. Are you you getting what I'm saying? Your your faith has to be, it it has to be directed. It has to be released. It's not just assuming what will be, will be. Oh, whatever God wants in my life will happen. No, no, no. It's not whatever God wants in your life. What are you believing for? What's your faith on? What's your faith acting on? What... Have you realized these two people that came? Jairus said, you will come to my house. You will lay your hands on my daughter. And my daughter will be made well and leave. This woman said, I will touch the hem of Jesus' garment and I will be made whole. Both of them came with a specific faith assignment. Are you following this? They were not just, oh, if God wills, this sickness. You know, have you said, oh, God, help me. Oh, Jesus, please don't let me suffer. No, no, no. It's not Jesus letting you suffer. He's paid the price. What are you using your faith for? Are you actively putting something on the line? What are you believing for? Are you following this now? What are you believing for? You know, a couple of days back in the office, as a ministry, we just... Send, just blessed a couple of churches here and there and just sent send out certain things. And I was rejoicing in the office, dancing, singing, and just shouting. 
And what was I doing? I was releasing my faith that as a ministry, regardless of what's going on in the world, we don't go under, we go over, we'll experience the overflow. Praise the name of the Lord. I'm actively putting my faith. I'm actively releasing my faith out there that we will bless more people than we can even in this period. So, you realize that I don't just say about Oh, I wish this thing would just be over. Ah, so we can. No, 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 no. You can't sit and wish and expect your faith to work. You have to be specific. You have to get your faith. You have to release your faith. How do you release your faith? You know exactly what you want. You speak the word of God. Faith begins where the will of God is known. And I know God's will in His word. Hallelujah. Okay, let's read on. Wow, this is interesting. Glory, glory to God. Immediately, Jesus, perceiving in himself that the power proceeding from him had gone forth, turned around in the crowd and said, Who touched my garments? Uh, this is so good. Let me, say, let me stay on here again. I've, I've given you the example before. I'll give you again. Jesus has all the power. Jairus said, I want you to take that power and come to my house. The woman with issue of blood says, I don't even need to talk to you. I'll get that power. You can decide how the power of God will flow in your life. Some people think until they go to certain places, they'll never get their problem solved. They will never get it solved. You know, uh, a, a dear friend of mine was listening to a message I preached way back. Whilst our church was still a bit smaller, way smaller than this when we just started. He said something. He said, I'm listening to this message. And you said a word. He said, let many people build on signs and wonders and miracles and all those things are good. He says, but we are going to build this church on the word and we're going to last. He said, that word just came so strong to me again. And that's it. If you build anything on the word, it will last. If your miracle is from the word, it will last. If your finances are from the word, it will last. Are you following what I'm saying? If you are in the center of God's plan for your life, if that came right out of the word, as long as the word is alive, that destiny is alive. Hallelujah. Okay, let's go to, yeah, let's see read on. It's good stuff. And his disciples said to him, you see the crowd pressing in on you? (laughs) Disciples are funny. And you say, who touched me? And he looked around to see the woman who had done this. And the woman, fearing and trembling, aware of what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Do you realize Jesus did not say, My power? He says, Your faith. Jesus recognized the role of her faith in getting her well. Hallelujah. Our faith, listen, can get us well. Our faith can get us well in every area of our life. It says, go in peace and be healed of your affliction. Where is God? And how did this faith, how did she get this faith? That's what we're talking about this morning. How did she get this faith? She heard about Jesus. That's why you must make out time for the word. That's how you get faith. Make out time to feed yourself with the word of God. What are you doing? You're building up faith. 
And the word is building, building you up. And then the word will give you your inheritance. What's part of your inheritance? Healing is your inheritance. Increase is your inheritance. Safety is your inheritance. Salvation is your inheritance. And as you stay on the word of God, the word of God knows how to get these things to you. Hallelujah. It will make you so at peace in your life. You will not be shaken. I talked about that. Right? The first, first, first message. Hearing of faith part one. That the righteous man is not afraid of evil tidings. It doesn't mean that evil tidings will not come. You know, faith is not denying the obvious. Faith is not denying what is out there. Faith is saying whatever is out there has no power to get here. That's what faith is. Hallelujah. That's what faith is. And it's not bold faith. It's not, you know, people just are, are, just, they are just presumptuous. They just speak words without substance. And that's not what faith is. Faith is not just talking. Are you following what I'm saying? Faith is not just saying, hey, I know it cannot happen. I know it cannot No. You know it cannot happen how and by what reason? What are you building? What's the substance of that? What's the substance of that? You know, some people just take one scripture and they just go about talking. No. You must meditate on that scripture until the substance is in your heart and is strong in your heart. And this is not just a mere confession. It is actually what you believe. And it's not easy to believe something. You need to hear it and hear it and hear it and hear it again until you so consciously believe it that it comes out of you naturally. Hallelujah. Let's go on. Verse 35. Look at this. This is very important. Pay attention to this. Pay attention to this. Verse 35. While he was still speaking, they came from the house of the synagogue official, saying, Your daughter has died. Why trouble the teacher anymore? Now look at this. These men actually came to meet Jesus for the healing of his daughter. Now the people came and said, you know what? Don't bother the master anymore. The daughter is gone. It's dead. Look at the response of Jesus. This is very important. Look at the response of Jesus. But Jesus, look at this. But Jesus, overhearing what was being spoken, said to the synagogue official, do not be afraid any longer, only believe. Wow. Do you realize this? I mean, I can stay on this verse forever. Realize this. Realize this. And follow me now. This is good. Follow me. Jesus was addressing the woman. Right? The Bible says, while he was still speaking. So, Jesus is here. He was... He was addressing the woman. Jair, uh, the, the woman with the issue of blood. He was addressing the woman. And then, the other people came to Jairus here. And said, you know what? Don't trouble him anymore. The, the child is dead. And here was Jesus. Addressing the woman. Jesus overheard that. He overheard that report. And he knew that that report that Jairus was hearing. Would have the ability to impact fear upon Jairus. And once 
fear gets into Jairus, that girl who is dead is not going to come alive. You know what Jesus did? Jesus quickly stopped this conversation, turned to Jairus and gave him another information. Do you realize something about what Jesus did right here? Jesus did not say, it's a lie, it's a lie. She has not died, don't believe them. Jesus did, Jesus did not address the dead girl. Yeah? What did Jesus do? Jesus addressed Jairus. And that's why I tell fellow ministers of the gospel, don't make the whole, this month, about virus. I've heard more pastors mention virus with their mouth than Jesus. And that's a wrong approach. Just preach the word. Just talk the word. Just teach the word. You know, Jesus did not say, she's not there, she's not there, don't mind them. No, 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 no. Jesus did not address what they brought. Because, listen carefully, what they brought is not as important as what Jairus needs to hear and believe. It doesn't matter what's out there in the world. It doesn't matter how deadly it is. If we keep feeding ourselves on that stuff and keep talking about it and keep preaching and saying whatever we're saying about it, that's what we're saying. Rather, we just keep our eyes on Jesus and just keep teaching the word. And faith is going to come and dispel that evil out of the earth. Praise the name of the Lord. But can you see the response of Jesus? Can you see the response of Jesus? He immediately addressed that report. Because Jesus knew the power of hearing. So when Jesus heard that, Jesus knew, listen, I have to give this man something else to believe. When Jesus heard, they have said to Jairus, the child is dead. Jesus knew this was now a battle of information. Faith is a battle of information. That's what faith is. Are you, are you, are you following me now? Faith is a battle of information. Jesus quickly released another information and says, listen, don't be afraid. Only believe. Only believe what? Only believe what you came for at the beginning. You know that thing you came for in the beginning? Remember I told you to pay attention to that? When you say, I'm coming to your house, I'll lay hands on the girl, and the girl will get well, keep believing that stuff. It doesn't matter if they told you, this guy, this girl is dead. Don't be afraid. You know what? They telling you that the girl is dead is bringing information for fear. And once fear is present, the devil can act. But once faith is present, it doesn't matter if the girl is dead, she'll rise up. So, what the enemy wants to... Listen, oh, listen to this. This is, this is good. What the enemy wants to get in your heart is fear. That's what. That's, that's it. That's what the devil wants to bring into the world. Fear. That's what, that's what the devil is bringing. And once he can get us to fear, even... When we are sick, it's difficult to believe for healing. Ah, Are you following what I'm saying? Because you're already afraid. You know, some people, well, I mean, fear would put some people in more bondage than whatever is going on out, out there in the world. Some people are so afraid. They are even half dead already. All you just need to do is sneeze around them and they'll finish up. Because so much fear. And how did they get that fear? Because some people brought the death information. 
Why Jesus brings what? The life information. Do you realize there's nothing dead with Jesus? Including Lazarus. Even he has been dead for four days. Immediately Jesus comes into that situation. He brings life. Glory to God. God brings life anytime. There's no dead situation in your life. That he can bring life into. There's no dead church God cannot resurrect. There's no dead finance he cannot bring life into. But if we keep hearing what people are saying, we're going to have fear that this thing is irrecoverable. This thing is, is a dead sentence. You know, I was telling myself the other day, I was listening, and I was telling myself that I've seen people get healed from every disease that killed someone else. Let me give you an example. I've seen people get healed from HIV, and HIV killed some people. I've seen uh, uh, people get healed from cancer, and cancer killed some people. Whatever has killed people, I've seen people also saved from it. I've seen people saved from accidents. I've seen people saved from all kinds of things. What does that tell us? It's not everything that kills everyone that should kill you. You're different. There's something different about your life. What's different about your life? You're a child of, of God. You have faith. And then somebody say, well, what about the other person who they, it doesn't mean that they don't have faith? I don't have the answer to that question. I'm not the one who is marking the faith registers of people. Jesus said to this woman, daughter, your faith has made you well. And I believe that. That my faith can make me well. My faith can put me over. My faith can give me the victory. I don't know what's up with your faith. But my faith, according to God's word, will give me victory. Praise the name of the Lord. You see, sometimes we actually think we know people. If, you know, let me tell you something. Do you know right now, if I'm afraid, you will not know? But just because I'm a pastor, you think I have faith all the time. I, are you following me? You know, I remember one time we traveled, went to, uh, I think it was South Africa. And then there was these big dogs in this, my friend's house. Two big dogs. Yeah, I don't like dogs. I mean, I didn't come out of the car. And he has two kids, like my son's age. They came out, they went to, in fact, when one of them was pulling the dog, you could feel that the dog was about to pull him. That's how big it is. But the dog obeyed this boy. And they went, locked the dog up before I came out of the car. Now, in the natural, if you see both of us, you will assume that I'm the one that has faith that the dog cannot bite. Am I right? So, don't assume that because someone is a pastor, they have faith. Faith and fear are not shown in the level of muscles or height or years of Christianity. So, if you see both of us, you will, if, if, a, if a stranger comes, he will even tell me, Oh, you take that dog away so that you will not bite these children. And meanwhile, in that circumstances, the children had more faith to lead the dog than me. And where I sat, you will not know that I was afraid of the dogs. I sat very comfortably. <laughs> Are you following? What I'm trying to say is that whatever happens to someone else, you don't know what state they were in when that thing happened. You don't know if they were in faith or if they were in fear, if they were in unbelief, if they doubted the power of God. Are you following what I'm saying? So you cannot judge your expectation by someone else's manifestation. Do you realize that when Jairus and the woman with the issue of blood came to Jesus, Jesus treated them differently? Why? Because that's how God deals with us. God deals with every one of us according to the measure and the level of our faith. 
Because some people, when something happens to someone, they say, oh, if this thing can happen to this person, it can happen to me. Your faith is not based on the person. Your faith is based on the Word of God. Build your faith on the Word. Build it on the Word. Hallelujah. Wow, glory to God. Let's, let's read on. I like this. But Jesus overhearing. And I like the way Jesus responded. When he overheard. When he overheard. He didn't keep quiet. He responded. There are certain things when you hear, respond. When he had this thing is spreading so fast, respond and say, no, in the name of Jesus, we cut you short. You know, every time I'm traveling on the road, when I used to travel on the road a lot, when I was traveling on the road, and we passed by an accident scene, and we're going to say, oh, an accident just happened. I just quickly say, in the name of Jesus, I rebuke death. And I command life upon that situation. But you know the funny thing? Every time you pass an accident scene on the road, especially in a country like ours, the conversation from that point on till the final bus stop is accident. People will start describing different degrees of, ah, that's how one happened in Abuja Road. All the passengers died except the driver. And then others say, ah, all the, ah there was one. Even the driver died. You, you are, you, you, do you understand that? Uh, am I right? That's what's going to happen. You will keep hearing about accident, accident, accident. Accident. Before you end that journey, you just be praying, Oh God, let me get home. Oh God, let me get home. Oh God, let me get home. What's happening? After a long time of hearing about accidents, fear comes. Then you start hearing people warning the driver, Be careful! Be careful! Take it easy! You know, everything now is about death and fear. That's why when I get into public transport, the first thing I do is I load up messages that I would listen to and I put my ear and I block my ears from everybody else's. Feeding my faith. Because that's my source of strength. That's where my faith will be built up. You shouldn't participate in every conversation. When your friends say certain things about their marriages, oh no, you can't have a good marriage in this world. Oh, mate, you say, no, that, that, that's not what the word of God says. This is what the word of God says. Therefore shall a man leave his father and mother and cleave unto his wife and they shall be one flesh. That's my expectation. Are you hearing? When you overhear reports about teenage children, don't get into that. Get your expectation up. Great shall be the peace of my children because they shall be taught of the Lord. You know, uh, a minister sent me the other day. He says, what's going to happen now that churches are not gathering? And I, I, I knew what he was referring to. I said, you know what? For our ministry and our local church, we will get in the overflow. We will grow. And by the time we come out of this, we'll be doing two services. Now, I, I don't have to lower my expectation because of a prevailing circumstance. No, I put my, my faith is set on a target. And regardless of what comes in between that target, I keep the anchor of my faith in one place. Glory to God. And that's what Jesus was telling Jairus. Don't be afraid. Only believe. Only believe what? Only believe. The same thing that brought you to me in the beginning, keep that consistency. Faith has to be consistent in the midst of contrary reports. In the midst of contrary reports, faith has to absolutely be consistent. Glory to God. I said glory to God. But you realize something. Jesus, 
They said to Jairus, the girl is dead. Jesus addressed Jairus' fear. Because Jesus knew faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God or fear comes by hearing and and the only word of Satan. Right? So, Jairus have just heard a word and Jesus knew this word is going to impart fear. So, you know what Jesus did? He says, don't be afraid. He addressed the fear that that word was bringing. That word was not just news. It's news. Capsule. But the powder inside, you remember the red and white, cap, red and yellow capsule you used to have in those days? I don't know what it was meant for now, but I know they used to have red and yellow capsule. Right? The red and yellow capsule is the news. The white powder inside is fear. And the truth of the matter is that what is really working in that red and... Is that what they used to call tetracycline or something? I don't know. About they used to give me a lot of it then. I don't know why. But red and yellow capsule is the news. The white substance inside, which is actually the power, it's fear. So what the enemy does, is he brings this colorful news to you, but the substance inside of it is fear. So when, he, when, when Jairus heard the news, remember what I'm saying. I'm not saying news is fake. The news that the child was dead was fact. But it was not truth. The truth is that the child can live again when Jesus laid hands. So when they brought that fact, in that fact is fear. And so what Jesus did was to address Jairus and say, Listen, this news you have just heard, has fear in it. Don't be afraid. Don't buy into it. Don't subscribe into it. Rather, choose to only believe. Let's go on. And he allowed no one to accompany him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. They came to the house of the synagogue official and he saw a commotion and people loudly weeping and wailing. People were already crying. They, they had already concluded this is a done deal. You know how easy it is for people to give up? Praise God. Oh, this girl, oh, the girl is dead. Oh, the girl is dead. Loudly weeping, wailing, commotion, crying. It's easy to get more people to wail and to cry and to mourn with you than to get people to stand in faith with you. Praise God. I mean, just try it out. Just tell somebody, I'm believing for this. You're going to hear all kinds of suggestions. Well, just try this. Well, just try this. It's hard to get people to stand in faith with you for something. It's difficult. Because most people don't know how to trust God. You remember when, when, when Job, <laughs> when Job had that issue, the Bible says, Every time a destruction came, one, one person will come and say, well, this is your habit. I was the only one that escaped to come and tell you. I was the only one that escaped to come and tell you. I was the only one that escaped to come. You know what? The enemy made sure there was, only, there was always one person to carry the news to him. And in that news was fear. You must deal with fear in your life. Deal with fear. Even as a minister of the gospel, you have to deal with fear. Because right now, I mean, people, all kinds of fear the ministers have, and this, and that, and that. Don't deal. Fear is dangerous. It will sap the power of God out of your life. 
It will stop manifestation. You don't know what faith can do? Faith can do the impossible and the incredible. You'll be amazed at what your faith can do. You'll be amazed at what a little faith as, as, you know, this lady just coming up to say, if I touch the hem of Jesus' garment, I'll be made whole. It's amazing what this lady's faith did. That 12 years of affliction disappeared like that, just hearing about Jesus and acting on the word. Man, faith will move mountains. Faith will create doors where there are no doors. Faith will bring provisions where you least expect. Faith, man, faith will turn things around. I tell you that. Glory to God. Alright, let's, let's go on now. Wow, time is gone. Praise God. Verse 40. Verse 38. They came to the house of the synagogue official and he saw a commotion and people loudly weeping and wailing. Verse 39. Look at this. And entering in, he said to them, Why make a commotion and weep? The child has not died, but is asleep. Can you see that the same words Jesus said about Lazarus were the same words he said about this lady? Confession of faith. Was Jesus denying the fact? Jesus was not denying the fact. He was stating the truth. Are you hearing this now? So faith is not that we are denying the fact. Faith says we state the truth. This is the fact of what is going on, but this is the truth concerning our own reality. Our truth creates our own reality. Hallelujah. But this is very interesting. They began laughing at him. Now, this is what really gets me interested. <laughs> this was funny about this passage. These people were wailing loudly just now. The Bible says they were wailing loudly with commotion. And Jesus says, the child is sleeping. The Bible says they started laughing. How did they just move from wailing to laughter? They began laughing at him. Then I like what Jesus did. But putting them all out. If you want to walk in faith, you cannot have people who mock your faith. You know, most times, we don't walk in faith because we have people who mock our faith. When you say, I'm believing God, but say, don't worry, this is Nigeria. I'm trusting God, I'll be able to get a good job. That happened last in 1976. From 1980, when corruption started, if you don't know anybody, you can't get a good job. You know what they're doing right now? They're laughing at your faith. Jesus put them out. You must create a faith zone around you. Don't, listen, don't toy with unbelief. It will destroy your destiny. We're going to get into that maybe on Wednesday. You just have a few minutes left. We'll get into that on Wednesday when I talk about the hearing of faith. Part 3. We're doing, we're doing a faith refreshers course. We're just refreshing our minds again. And this is not just about the situation going on in every area of your life. While they are dropping people from jobs right now, you can actually get a job. It's your faith. It's your faith. You can. You can get your employment later. You can absolutely get your employment later. Praise God. Are you still here? You know, a brother, a brother in church, a, a, young, a young man in church, had a testimony with me last, uh, last three weeks. This, uh, last, three, last three weeks. He came and shared a testimony with me. He was in the house, and some of his friends said, Oh, NNPC is recruiting. Why don't you just try and apply? He wasn't really interested in it. He wasn't actively looking for it. 
a day before the application, in fact, six minutes before the application was to close was when he put his passport. And they called him for a test. And you know what he told me? He said, it's like God set me up for this because I, I got laid off in the job I was doing before in town and then he began to do home lessons. He began to teach chemistry and physics and all that. He began to teach students that. And as he was teaching, those, the things he was teaching those students were the questions they asked him in the interview when he went there. So you realize that when he lost that job, if he was some believers, what's going to happen? Oh, the little job I'm managing. Destiny destroyers have taken it. You know, sometimes we can't even allow God work in our life. He finally, and he's gone. He's, he's, he's resumed now in Abuja. Got the job. Not knowing one person. Not, not one person. Are, are you following this? You can see a path mapped out. So this is not just about what's going on out there. It's about your whole life. I believe that wherever the Lord sends me to do ministry, I'll prosper and I'll increase and I'll bless lives there. It doesn't matter how dry the land is. Faith in God will produce results. Hallelujah. They began laughing at Him. But putting them all out. So they are sending people you should put out of your life. How do you put them out of your life? Don't share your faith projects with them. You don't have to tell anybody. You don't have to tell everybody what you're believing God for. Are you, are you hearing what I'm saying? You don't have to tell everybody what you're believing God for. Not because, listen carefully, and I must, I must, I must, I must balance this up. Not because they have the power to stop it, but because you don't want them mocking at your faith. And causing you to even doubt what you're believing God for. Do you realize that we don't believe God enough? Let's be honest. I mean, this morning. Do you really think we're believing God enough? That what we're believing God for? I mean, as big as God, that's the best He can do for us. Do you realize we're talking about the God who literally parted the Red Sea for over 3 million people to walk through a die ground? I mean, that's so much power. That's excess power. God who created the earth. The God who raised Lazarus from the dead. Who raised Jesus from the dead after three days. Who healed all kinds and all manner of sicknesses. Do you think He can't get us a job? Do you think He can't get us a child? Do you think He can't heal our bodies? Do you think He can't set us free from every affliction? Come on. Except the word of God is not true. But if the word of God is true, and yes it is, our faith in God can produce results. Hallelujah. They began laughing at him. But putting them all out. He took the child's father and mother and his own companions. So he took a company that can believe. Don't be in the company of unbelievers. And some of those unbelievers are in church. God's word says this. They say, ah, it's not possible. God's word says, they say, ah, it's not possible. God's word, ah, it's not possible. This is Nigeria. If God's word cannot work in Nigeria, where should it work? If he can, in fact, this is the place it should work the most. God's word shouldn't just work where everything is working. (laughs) God's word should work where nothing is working and you can clearly say, listen, you know what? This is God's word. Because you already know nothing is working. (laughs) Are you following what I'm saying? Look at this. 
He took his own companions and entered the room where the child was. Taking the child by the hand, he said to her, Thalita Kumi, which translated means little girl, I said to you, get up. What did Jesus say to the little girl? Get up. Jesus didn't go to the little girl and say, I know you are dead, you know, but no. He, he went there and spoke what he wanted to see. The girl was dead. Jesus did not acknowledge that. He spoke what he wanted to see. Mark 11, 23, 24. If you say to the mountain. We're not saying, there's no mountain. There's no mountain. No, no, no. That's not faith. Faith is speaking your desired results. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You speak your desired results. You say, in the name of Jesus, in the midst of everything going on in the earth, my family is preserved. You're not denying, you're speaking the manifestation. So he went to the little girl and said, little girl said to you, get up. Immediately the girl got up and began to walk for she was 12 years old. And immediately they were completely astounded. And he gave them strict orders that no one should know about this. And he said that something should be given to her to eat. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Our time is gone, but I'm going to, I'm going to continue from here on Wednesday. Glory to God. Our faith confession creates realities. Our faith confession will create our realities. Our words will dominate us. It is through our confessions that things are translated from the realm of the spirit into the physical. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And I tell you, I, I say this loud and clear. As a ministry, we're not going under, we're going over. We're experiencing the overflow. We're experiencing health for every member of our ministry in the name of Jesus. And when this whole thing is over, everyone is coming out better and bigger and greater than they've ever experienced. Glory to God. Because that's our reality. The part of the just will shine bright and bright until the perfect day. Regardless of what is happening in the midst of everything, the part of the just was designed to shine brighter. Hallelujah. He says, kings will come to the brightness of our rising. Even though there's darkness all over the earth, we are ordained to be that company that kings come to the brightness of our rising. Glory to God. So we must, we must stick to the hearing of faith. When that evil report comes, don't be afraid. Only believe. Keep the confession of your faith to the end. He that endures to the end will be saved. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And that's why you must be a speaking believer. Learn to talk. And not just talk what's in your mind. Talk God's mind. And what is God's mind? God's word. Talk the word. Speak the word. Hallelujah. And every time we speak the word, what's happening? We are producing results. The word is working. Uh, you know, I like, I like what Mark says. He says, you might not even know how the word is working. Or how the seed is growing. But when you get up, you see the blade. You don't know how, you don't need to know how God is going to bring the manifestation to pass. All you have to do, hear the word, speak the word, and act on the word. Praise God. Hear the word, speak the word, and act on the word. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hear the word, speak the word, and act on the word. Because you're not moved. By what you see, you're not moved by what you hear. You're only moved by the word of God. God has given us his word as an anchor for our soul. And part of our soul is our emotions. And so we don't show emotions of fear, emotions of whatever. We stay in the word of God. And he says it will keep him in perfect peace. 
whose mind is stayed on God. What do we do? We fix our mind on God. How do we fix our mind on God? John chapter 1 verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word is God. So we fix our mind on the Word. So He will keep Him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on the Word. He will keep Him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on the Word. Look for scriptures and anchor your life on them. Look for scriptures. And I, my success is nothing from this world. It's nothing about my natural qualification. It's nothing about my natural person or where I came from. My success is always rooted in the word of God. I find God's word concerning me and I speak it. And I act it. And I live it. And I meditate on it. Glory to God. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. Let's do that quickly and then we'll wrap up. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. Thank you Lord Jesus. Joshua, if you have the message translation, you can put that up. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Are you getting blessed this morning? Glory to God. Oh, I like the, the message translation. And don't for a minute, let this book of the revelation be out of your mind. Don't let it out of your mind. Ponder. Meditate on it day and night. Making sure you practice everything written in it. Then you will get where you're going. Then you will succeed. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. The book of the Lord shall not depart from your mouth. New American Standard Bible. But you shall meditate on it day and night. So that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous. And then you will have good success. It doesn't matter what's going on in the world. If we keep God's word in our mind and in our mouth, we'll make our way prosperous. We'll be able to deal wisely with the affairs of life. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Let's pray. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. Oh, we give you praise and glory. We honor you, Jesus. We honor you, Jesus. We thank you, Father. We thank you for the hearing of faith. Oh, we thank you for the hearing of faith. We thank you for the hearing of faith. Oh, we thank you, Jesus, for the hearing of faith. Oh, we thank you for the hearing of faith. We thank you for the hearing of faith. We take authority over the spirit of fear going on right now. And in the name of Jesus, we rebuke that dead angel. And we command in Jesus' name life and recovery all over this earth. In the name of Jesus. We decree over our ministry that we're going over. We're getting in the overflow. We're not getting under. And our people's lives are supernaturally blessed in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Thank you for listening to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga. We encourage you to share this message with your friends and loved ones. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.pastormax.ng. We would like to hear from you. Send us an email, info at pastormax.ng. Or you can call 0805-888-7575. God bless you.